Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. I'm Peter Sachuk, UHY's Career Development and Training Manager. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to say thank you to all of you for making this podcast such a success. Your continued feedback ensures we are hitting all the right notes and providing you actionable advice when you need it most. And as always, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed on the podcast, go ahead and send it my way. Okay, now on to today's topic. Our emotions play a key role in everything we do, but oftentimes they control and cause us to react negatively towards ourselves or others. To help you avoid these emotional moments with your colleagues, clients, friends, family members, and significant others over the next few months, we're going to explore the exciting world of emotional intelligence, also known as EQ. We'll explore emotional intelligence and its importance, the key components of emotional intelligence, and what emotional intelligence does and doesn't look like in ourselves and others. Let's dive in. Before we dive into emotional intelligence, it's important to understand how our emotions influence our thoughts and actions. For that, allow me to take you all back to anatomy class for a moment. Everything we sense travels through our body via electric signals. To help illustrate this point, I'd like you all to consider the current environment where you're listening to this podcast right now. What do you see? What do you hear? If you're drinking or eating anything, what does it taste like? What do the surfaces or fabrics feel like around you? Those electric signals pass from cell to cell until they reach and enter our brain at the base of our spinal cord. However, the signal's journey is far from over. They still have to reach our frontal lobe, behind your forehead, which is where rational, logical thinking takes place. On their way to your frontal lobe, those electric signals will pass through our limbic system, which is where emotions are produced. This ensures that we'll experience some form of emotion before our rational brain takes over. Thinking back to your current environment, how did those senses make you feel? Were you frustrated with the clutter on your desk, even though you know where everything is? Was the coffee you sipped so hot it burnt your tongue, sending you into a rage because you knew you should have just waited a little bit longer? Once the electric signals reach our frontal lobe, they can't stop the feeling produced by our limbic system. Rather, they influence each other and maintain constant communication. This communication between our rational and emotional brain is the physical source of emotional intelligence. Now let's take a little trip back in time to see how emotional intelligence has evolved over the past few decades. In the early 1930s, the psychologist Edward Thorndike first identified social intelligence, which is the ability to get along with other people. Shortly after Thorndike, in the 1940s, David Weschler proposed that different effective components of intelligence could play an important role in how successful people are in life. Then, in the 1950s, Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences, or the idea that intelligence was more than just a single general ability, emerged. It wasn't until 1985 that the term emotional intelligence was first used by Wayne Payne in his doctoral dissertation. A groundbreaking article in 1990 from psychologists Peter Salovey and John Mayer, no, not the singer, defined emotional intelligence as the ability to monitor one's own and others' feelings and emotions to discriminate against them, and to use this information to guide one's thinking and actions. Finally, in 1995, Daniel Goleman popularized emotional intelligence in his book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ, and expanded the definition of emotional intelligence to be 
the ability to recognize your own emotions, understand what they're telling you, and realize how your emotions affect the people around you. So what exactly does emotional intelligence look like? It can take many forms, but here are some examples of an individual who has high emotional intelligence. They are viewed as an empathetic person by others. They're an excellent problem solver. They're not afraid to be vulnerable and share their feelings. They set boundaries and aren't afraid to say no. They can get along with people in different situations. They're able to shrug off a bad moment and move on. They ask open-ended questions. They can accept constructive criticism without making excuses or blaming others. They are an outstanding listener. They're not afraid to admit their mistakes or apologize. They're self-motivated. And they understand their actions and behaviors. On a related note, here are some examples of someone lacking emotional intelligence. They might have trouble being assertive or taking charge. They don't handle feedback well. They may hold grudges. They can't move past their mistakes. They feel misunderstood. They're judgmental, easily offended, and have difficulty maintaining relationships. Or they don't understand their emotions. Okay, so we know what emotional intelligence is and how it came to be, but why is it so important? For starters, your ability to manage the people and relationships in your life is vital. If you are unable to manage people and relationships, you may lose focus on what's important and quickly experience burnout, which we learned about in our last episode. Also, emotional intelligence is not isolated to your job. It affects every facet of your life. EQ helps you navigate the social complexities of your workplace. It also affects your ability to manage stress levels, which in turn help It also affects your ability to manage stress levels, which in turn helps lower blood pressure, build your immune system, and slow the aging process. EQ can also help decrease anxiety and the likelihood of depression, which allows you to form stronger, happier relationships with those around you. Finally, Travis Bradbury put it best in his book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. EQ is a powerful way to focus your energy in one direction with tremendous results. Bradbury's research proves that EQ is the strongest predictor of performance in all types of jobs at 58% and is the foundation for critical skills, such as anger management, social skills, teamwork, and time management. Okay, now that we know what emotional intelligence means and its importance, Let's take a look at the five key components of emotional intelligence. The first component is self-awareness. Self-aware individuals are conscious of their own feelings and motives. They know how their emotions affect themselves and others. They don't let these emotions affect them. The second component is self-regulation. Self-regulators do not act impulsively. Instead, they pause and think about the consequences of an action before proceeding. The third component is motivation. Motivated individuals always think of the bigger picture and how their actions will contribute to long-term success. The fourth component is empathy. Empathetic individuals empathize with others and their situations. They are good listeners, slow to judge, and understand the needs and wants of others. Empathetic individuals are seen as loyal, compassionate friends. The fifth component is social skills. Individuals with high social skills are easier to collaborate and work with in teams. They are excellent leaders with strong communication skills and are able to manage their many relationships. A good example of someone who demonstrates high emotional intelligence is Mark Cuban, owner of the NBA's Dallas Mavericks and star of ABC's Shark Tank. 
He spoke with Vanity Fair in 2018 regarding a change in his emotional intelligence and how that has impacted his success. I think one of the most underrated skills um, in business right now is being nice. Nice sells. And, you know, I went through my own metamorphosis, if you will. Early on in my career, it was like, bam, 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 bam. You know, I might curse, I might get mad. And then I just got to the point. I wouldn't, want to, wouldn't have wanted to do business with me when I was in my 20s. And so I had to change, and, and I did, and, and it really paid off. In this short clip, we hear how Cuban recognized his low emotional intelligence early on in his career and how his actions made himself and others feel. In his role as a shark, he carefully evaluates each business venture before deciding which company or companies to support. By recognizing his low EQ, Cuban realized how being nice would contribute to his long-term success. Finally, Cuban's change in demeanor makes collaboration easier and helps gain buy-in with his employees. Now, some of you listening might be wondering, how does emotional intelligence differ from traditional intelligence or our own personality? Allow Travis Bradbury, author of Emotional Intelligence 2.0, to explain. Now, here's what you, most people don't know as a result of this. Emotional intelligence is absolutely distinct from your IQ. You can be high in emotional intelligence and have also a really high IQ. You can be low in one and, and not the other, low in both. They don't occur together in any meaningful way, despite the stereotype that people with high IQs have low EQs, right? That, that's a stereotype because those folks st uh, stick out like a sore thumb. Another thing that people confuse with emotional intelligence is personality. Personality is a stable set of preferences and tendencies through which you approach the world. It's uh, fixed at an early age, just like your IQ. So if you're a hopeless extrovert as, at age 17, you can't expect that to change at age 40. And personality is in, um, it occurs in a part of the brain that's what, what neurologists call uh, crystallized. It's fixed. It's not responsive to change, just like IQ. Emotional intelligence, on the other hand, is uh, an area of the brain, this pathway between your emotional and rational brains is highly plastic. What that means is it's flexible and responsive to change. And when you work on your emotional intelligence, your neurons will actually branch out to each other and increase the flow of information between your rational and emotional brains. This is the essence of emotional intelligence. The key takeaway from that clip is that EQ is like a muscle. It can be learned, developed, and enhanced. Traditional intelligence and personality are not a predictor of emotional intelligence. Thanks for listening to The Coach's Corner. We hope you enjoyed this brief dive into emotional intelligence and have started to identify ways you could improve your EQ. If you'd like to learn more about emotional intelligence, I've included my sources in the episode's description and as a separate document in the Coach's Corner folder on the National Drive. Our next episode will focus on how you can improve your EQ and possibly help others around you do the same. See you next time.